What's up, everybody, and welcome back. Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. Before we get into today's video, um, I want to start off with a few things. Um, first up, I want to shout out our sponsors, Heavy Duty Gymwear. Um, I don't know if the owner was in Fit Expo. I'm pretty sure you weren't, my man, if you're listening. Um, but I saw Heavy Duty Gymwear all over the place, all over the place, at least... At least seven or eight people had heavy duty dimwear on, so I'm glad that the brand is expanding. Um, they offer some amazing workout apparel. We've got t-shirts, long sleeves, all the types of things, and I think you should check them out at Heavy Duty Gymwear. Um, and we, we thank you so much for sponsoring today's podcast. Um, the second thing that I want to start off is a light, slightly more somber note, and I want to give out my condolences to... Uh, John Meadows, Mary, 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 Mary Meadows, and 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 the two boys. Um, they've unfortunately lost their father, John Meadows. Um, John Meadows was just a, 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 an unbelievable inspiration of mine. Someone who I hold dearly in my heart. Um, I don't, obviously don't know him personally, but I feel like I do, as 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 much of us do with these internet relationships or these people that we follow. We feel like we know them um, inside and out, and it was truly, truly a huge loss to the bodybuilding industry, a huge loss, unexpected, I think he was 49 years old, died in his sleep, I'm assuming, I'm assuming a heart attack, I don't want to assume, but he, he has had a heart attack before, and some, some, some cardiovascular issues, so, yeah, I'm, I'm it's, it's a little bit of a sad note to start, but I, I, I had to do my bit just to pass my condolences and my, my best wishes to the family, and John Meadows, rest in peace, man, because... What an impact that guy has on my on my whole journey as a bodybuilder. And I think about down to his videos where he used to talk about how he breaks down. Like if you look at my videos and compare his videos about where we're breaking down um, training, they're so so similar because I just loved his philosophy. And he was the nice guy. He did not have a bad bone in his body. So without further ado, guys, we'll get into today's Q and A podcast. So the first question um, that we got today was from Yusuf Talik. Um, what's up Yusuf my man um, He says talk about your memories of your first cycle Taking wrong shot, fake gear etc etc So my first cycle Was 250 milligrams of Testosterone and nanothane um, And, and it's, a lot of people talk about Like how How um, How quickly you feel Like utilising these drugs and, 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 and what's the um, the time frame That you should start feeling it So for me like I injected, and I swear to God, like the next day I felt fuller, and then the next day I felt fuller, and the next like the next week I felt much fuller. Obviously, the moment that you put testosterone in your body, you're going to have like a higher aromatized, you're going to have high circulating estrogen, obviously high circulating testosterone as well, um, and it's going to put you into a place where you know potentially hold a little bit more intramuscular fullness. So I definitely noticed it like within the first week or two, uh, and then like, the things that I noticed were just like my little my joints started feeling a little bit more lubricated they didn't hurt as much they weren't as sore um i noticed that my progressions were just as quick but the progressions were bigger if that makes sense so i still i guess they weren't as quick then i still made decent progressions um and i still pushed myself forward um but just a lot lot quicker um which is really cool um what else did i notice if I'm honest, uh, within the first three or four weeks, I noticed my nipples being very, very sensitive. And if I knew what I knew now, 
um, I wouldn't have done what I did. So basically, I noticed my nipples were sensitive, so I put in a Rimidex, which is just like an estrogen controller. Um, in fact, I've had hundreds, I say hundreds, I've had tens of 20s of 30s of people come on their first cycle um, during, during my coaching, and 50% of them, they get like tingly nipples. And 100% of them has been solved by just increasing your injection frequency. Uh, less peaks, less troughs. So you think you you put in 100 milligram, 125 milligrams on a Monday, 125 milligrams on a Friday, you got boom big spike, and then you aromatize over those those till Friday, and then boom big spike. But if you have like three or four injections, they're like they're not as they're not as tall peaks, and they're not as deep troughs. And sometimes that can stabilize the hormone quite a lot. So I was using a Rimidex on that first cycle. I don't even use the Rimidex now, and I've used like 400 plus <laughs> uh, mega testosterone. Uh, so that just shows how 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 far we've come with knowledge on on on, on antibiotics. Um, I had like my first injections were fucking brutal. Like they didn't actually hurt at all doing them, but the post injection pain was unbearable to the point where I was like, I don't even want to do this. I actually just don't want to do this because it hurts so much. And I thought if everyone's going to be like this, I'm quitting. I said that to my girlfriend. I said if every injection's going to be like this, I'm done because it was so painful. I did. I rotated because I wanted to did the standard newbie thing. It's not even a newbie thing. It's just common sense. Like rotate everything. So I did right shoulder, right leg, left leg. No, right shoulder, right glute, right leg, left leg, left glute, left shoulder. And every single one wrote me the fuck off of that first time round. Swollen, red, couldn't, like felt like I had a temperature. Uh, and it was brutal. But then once I got back around the second time, uh, it didn't actually hurt as much, and it was much, much less. And now I don't even feel it. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even get pip. I've put like two point five mil in my glute, and I don't even. I don't even feel it anymore because your body is accustomed to the the deposits of oil. Unfortunately, it's just pretty grim to think about. Um, what else went wrong? Um, nothing. Nothing else went wrong in that first cycle. I don't think because I just did that for like sixteen weeks or so. Got my blood work done, and it was like I'd never been on cycle, so we could just go straight into a prep cycle. And then on prep is when I had a few issues, but. Yeah, that's the first one. Like, I literally went from... I remember I was struggling to get over 100 kilos naturally. Um, I pulled down to, like, 96 before I started, and then I pushed up to, like, 107. Um, and I broke through that, like, 7 or 8 kilos, which was really, really good. Um, yeah. Big compound numbers. Um, but first, it's my first coffee that I've had in a long time. What's good about this is I can put vanilla milk in it, like vanilla almond milk. It's absolutely lovely, and uh, it makes the coffee taste so much nicer. Um, so big compound numbers. I'm assuming he means squat bench dead, because who else doesn't mean that? Um, so the last time I did a one rep max deadlift was in 2012. It's 2021, for anyone who doesn't know. And I did like 190, uh, no, I did 210. So I was like, what, how long ago is that? Nine years? I was 19, 20. Um, since then, I've got no reason to ever do a one one rep max deadlift because it will pop my fucking back out. Uh, my best squat was two ten for three. Um, again, like I don't like I don't have a need to do one rep maxes. Um, but that was back when I was trying to see how strong I was. I got to two ten for three, which is like this is more than my deadlift. Uh, bench press the most I've ever benched in one go has been like one fifty five for one. But now I can press like four plates for like seven or eight so like that's i don't i don't i don't do one reps anymore i think if i programmed one reps and 
tried to progress my one reps, I would be pretty fucking strong at pressing. I reckon. I reckon I could. I reckon I. I honestly reckon I could bench like two hundred in about six to eight months if I changed my entire focus away from hypertrophy to strength. I reckon I could bench two hundred, but I've got no need, no inclination to do that, no want to do that. So that's not going to be happening. Um, but just like as a side note to that question, you don't like if you're a bodybuilder. You don't need one rep maxes. You do not need to calculate your total one rep max at 80% and then do your working sets at that. You don't need to do that shit. You really, really don't. You just need to get stronger over time. Um, your response to those who doubted you. Doubt me now. Doubt me now. Um, I honestly don't have a response for them because they're either not doubting me anymore or they're still doubting me. So, like, I don't even use it as fuel, bro. I don't even use doubters as fuel. I just, like, sure, I'll say, like, watch me when I'm there. But my goal is number one, not, like, what the haters say. Like, the haters, people say, let the, let, let, let the, uh, let the haters fuel this. Let, like, I've got so much fuel anyway. Like, I don't have time for these haters. I don't have time to be using these haters as fuel. I've got my own fuel. Um... So yeah, like anyone who's doubted me, um, shut your mouth when you're talking to me, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? I had one guy who um, commented on my stuff all the time. This is what I find crazy about haters is, oh, I'm going to have to just answer this doorbell. Okay, I'm back. Me waitrose order was here. Um, I had to unpack it as well. So we're about 10 minutes later, but we'll pick up where we were. So the funny thing about haters is, or this one particular hater. In fact, what's funny about haters in general is that they still tune into your fucking videos. <laughs> so I got this. I got serial haters, and I know them by name, which is is like I find that I find the funny side in it. Obviously, like you can take it quite personally that they have this vendetta against you. But there was this one guy. I can't remember his name just off the top of my head. But when he pops up on screen, I was know who he is. Constantly gives me shit constantly tells me that I'm not going to get a pro, I don't look like a pro, constantly tells me I've got rubbish genetics, constantly tells me that whatever, there's an excuse for every video. And then obviously I got pro and killed it. Like I didn't just, like I killed it, right? I came overall, whatever, beat everyone. There's no excuse. Like people that say that I didn't deserve to be a pro or I don't have a pro's physique, like I won everything. I didn't come third or like second and got the pro card like you know, just I, I beat everyone, so there's no, there's no, there's no way you got you can stand on your two feet anymore. And he, uh, he accepted defeat, and it was the best feeling that I had ever had. <laughs> he accepted defeat. He literally was just like, mate, I'm just gonna pop on here and say I've been giving you shit for all these years, and uh, yeah, man, I take it all back. You proved me wrong, and I was just so happy with that. Um, not like to, to prove a hater wrong, but to prove this particular guy wrong, and for him to go. Nah, you've done well. That is is fantastic, and um, and yeah, that, that that is um that's my response to those who doubted me. <laughs> um, what made you choose orange as the primary color for one of my um, like probably a bit of my hair, if I'm honest. Like that little ginger streak in me. Like I'm proud of being ginger, and it sounds stupid, right? But you know when someone when when people take the piss out of you for being a certain way for your entire life, like my entire life, like 
think about what every insult anyone ever threw at me. The, the word ginger was in there, right? And it's just like, like there's. I appreciate there's a lot of difference between that and like racism and and things like that. But it's it's it's. I, I don't know the right words, and I don't want to like offend anyone. Is it discrimination? Whatever, whatever the fuck it is. But like, imagine some guy goes, "Oh, you ginger prick," and imagine I just go, "Oh." You brown head prick, or, or you blonde prick. It's like it's not even a fucking insult, is it? But when but when you put ginger, it is because apparently ginger is being wrong. Well, I love being ginger because it's only ever helped me when I was doing football when I was playing rugby. How do people distinguish people? Oh, there's that ginger kid. Like the ginger has helped me, and I've always embraced it. Um, I've been very very fortunate to not have not not take on board bullying. I've been bullied, like the definition, I've been defin definitively bullied, but because of my mentality and who I was as a kid, like I didn't really, I didn't like, I would just tell them to fuck off. Like I was that guy. I was like, come on then, like I will slap you, you know, because I was always a big guy. I was fairly popular. I was good at sport. I was stronger than everyone. I was taller than everyone, you know, but it made me have a real appreciation for those people who, who, who couldn't, or wouldn't, or just didn't, ha or had that huge anxiety about defending themselves against bullies, right? Because that's what a bully wants. It wants you to rise up, and it wants you to snap so that they can do something worse. And I used to be the fucking bully protector. I tell you, I tell you, I used to be the bully protector, the the bullied protector. People who, if I saw anyone get bullied, I would walk straight in front of the guy who's bullying. I'd be like, come on then, let's fuck, I'll slap you, mate, come on. You want to say some shit to him? Why don't you say it to me? You say it to him because you can pick, you know, and I'll be that guy. You say it to him because you can pick on him and he won't say anything back. Come say it to me then. It's like you're a bully, you know, because I had people chat shit at me the whole time. But because I was bigger and stronger, like no one's going to do nothing to me. No one's going to fight me because I'd slap them. I was bigger than them. I was six foot when I was 15, for God's sake. And that's that. that is what enraged me so much about bullying is that you just pick on the weak guy. You know, and I mean, that is bullying, isn't it? So, um, where did I get that from? Fucking hell, that was a tangent from where I picked my orange color. Probably just for that. Like, I love the color orange. I embrace my gingerness. I want everyone to be ginger and uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the good stuff. Um, where do you think people's fascination with performance-enhancing drug use comes from and does it bug you? Um, you know what? Because it's fucking fascinating. Like, it's, it's like you're putting something in your body to be stronger, better, faster, quicker. And I think a lot of people, it's a like it's a bit of a taboo subject, and people love taboo subjects. Like, I love hearing about numbers and money. People hate that. Some people hate hearing about numbers and money, and they think it's distasteful. And this, I think it's educational. I think the reason why people, and this is another tangent here, but I think the re, a big big reason why people are financially inept, why people are. Uh, biz business-wise inept, why people don't know how to save, why people don't understand tax, why people don't understand business and how to pay yourself. That is, like, the reason why people are like that is because no one wants to talk about it because it's like, you don't want to talk about money because you make people feel bad. It's like, I'm not talking about, like, I don't talk, I don't openly say numbers of what I earn and, you know, other than, like, the, the how much I pay myself for my business just from a tax uh, position. But no one's, like, if I'm doing it in an educational sense. I'm not doing it in a rub it in your face sense. You know, how is people supposed to get this education? Because guess what? We don't fucking get it in school. Unless you get a business-focused, centered module, which I didn't, you don't know this shit. You don't get taught this shit. So if we're going to be inept about it, then 
you've got to talk about it a little bit more. So, like, it, it, likewise with performance enhancing drugs, no one talks about it. Some people just don't think you should talk about it. I talk about it because I know that people are going to do it regardless. I'd much rather them do it safely and with a decent blueprint to follow rather than just, like, listening to the big guy who's already fucked himself up, has to take gear for the rest of his life. Loads of gear for the rest of his life. Um... But guess what? Some people just don't like that. Some people don't agree with that. And, you know, I think it's fewer people than than potentially money. But, for example, when I put out my cycle, probably had four or five comments on the, the 600 comments that there was. And four or five of them were just like, this. you're encouraging, like, you're ba- he's basically saying that I'm encouraging drug use and I'm tainting the world and I'm basically telling people to take drugs it's like well those people are just like they're too insular to understand what the benefit of me talking about these things open are especially the way that I do it like I feel the way that I do it is a little bit more concerning concerning is that the right word a little bit more concerned for people watching like I think about if I was watching this video would I just go I'm gonna try this so I you know I'm vague about how much I use but I'm trying to educate about why I'm using X, Y, and Z are not hammering, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I think the fascination is no one talks about it, you know? The same thing with, like, I bet people are fascinated with, you know, the crazy rules that are going on with COVID at the moment. In fact, I shouldn't say COVID out loud because I'll probably get fucking banned on here. But the crazy rules, I say crazy, the the rules that are coming in with, with the C word at the moment, like, it's all anyone talks about because it because it's like, it's a little bit of a taboo subject. So of course, like, people are going to talk about it, you know? Um, is it best to inject BPC-157 into the injury um, or take it orally? Um, so, like, I wouldn't um, I wouldn't put it in the injury if it's sore. But, like, so, for example, for me, I waited till my wound closed. Um, and then I literally would go to the side of it. So, you think about your belly button. I'd go, like, two inches to the side of it or two inches above it. And I would inject there and I would, like dissipate the because the, you, you get like a little lump from where you put the water in or if you go deep enough it's fine um, and I would try dissipate the water down towards the injury and then the more healed the injury got like the, the, the closer like now I can literally pull the skin above where the injury is put it in there and then it's just dissipating over the injury so from my understanding BPC it works better localized so that's why I do that um, from my understanding TB500 it works more systemically so um, but I just do them both right in the area because why not? Um, risk versus reward with deadlift. Very good at deadlifting. I'm assuming he means he's very good at deadlifting. Yeah, so like, dude, people who are good at deadlifting, deadlift. People who, who don't get that crazy, brutal fatigue where they have to finish their session, go, go deadlift, right? I know AJ Morris is one of those people. Generally, people who are a little bit shorter, it works quite well for them. For me, it fucking wrecks me so I can do one or two sets and I'm done and I'm wrecked. Um... So yeah, I've got no no issues with programming a deadlift. I program deadlifts. They just wouldn't be like multiple times per week. Do I use HCG in a blast or cruise? No, I do not. Did you always believe you'd achieve what you have? So I always believed that I was going to make it in terms of if I'm, if I'm honest, I always thought I'm going to make it financially. Like I have a huge financial appetite. Not necessarily for the financial aspect of like you've got fucking money, bro. You know, I don't, I don't 
don't really wear fancy clothes. Like I wear Yeezys, right? The reason why I wear Yeezys is because they're they're very very comfy. <laughs> um, but literally, other than that, like I don't wear fancy clothes. I don't have a huge inclination to get like a fancy car. Like I don't really want a supercar or anything. Like if you've got the money spare and like I say, I want a Tesla mainly because it's fucking Tesla, Elon Musk, and it's a green car, electric car. Uh, I don't really have a huge inclination to do fancy things, but I have a huge inclination to help my parents be financially free, to help my girlfriend be financially free, and to be financially free so that I can explore the world, experience cultures, you know, live experiences like being an IFBB pro, um, and hopefully the Olympia. And for me, the financial aspect that drives that, like the financial freedom that it, that having money brings, uh, just gives me the things that I want to do for other people, if that makes sense. Like if I'm a multi-multi-millionaire, you best believe that I'm giving back a lot. You best believe that I'm having a humongous impact on the industry, people, just charity, everything, you know, that, and I can't do that. With, I can't, I can't have the impact on the world that I want without the money. Um, so I kind of fully believed that I would make it financially, make it in the aspect that I have and the way that I have. Uh, I definitely didn't think that it was going to happen like this. And I don't think that I've made it by any long shot. Uh, maybe I should say, I don't know if I would, I should just say it the way he's said it. I don't know if I would have believed, like if you had sat me down to like two years ago, literally two years ago, two and a half years ago, and said, you're going to be, uh, you know, you're going to have 55k followers here, 50,000 on YouTube, you know, this, you're earning this, uh, you've got investments here, you've learned, I think most importantly, like, you're going to have this knowledge about this, this, and this, like, I wouldn't have believed you, um, for sure. Um, okay, then, next question, rate my physique. Should we do it? And I can't do rate my physiques because I need to have the physiques up on screen. But we'll do. Um, I'm hoping that we can uh, do some visuals soon. With the business flexibility, have we considered moving lower cost of living, etc.? Um, so right now, uh, I don't have any inclination to leave. We're going to stay here um, at least for another year. We just we're about to sign a contract for another year. Um. I don't really like England. Like, I would happily move tomorrow. Um, but my girlfriend has a big, big corporate job in London. She's very high up in the business, and uh, it's not really feasible for us to to go anywhere. So we don't. like, And, and I'm more than happy with that because the place that we live right now is absolutely lovely. Um, like, we have amazing links into London. It doesn't really feel like I'm in London, which is the, the nicest part about this. I don't feel like I'm in the concrete jungle. Like our garden's amazing, our house is amazing. The um, the like, but also we get a taste of London when we want it, which is the nice thing about being here. Like, if we want to go spend a little bit of a weekend or, or or a night in London, like it's it's half an hour for us, and we're in London, like the centre of London, London Bridge. So, it's actually a really really nice place to be. So, like I'm in literally in the best of both worlds at this point, where I don't feel like I'm in London, but I'm in London. I have the access points to it. The only negative is the money like it is a lot of money to be renting this place um, and renting anywhere in in london and by by that i mean like if you're going to get a mortgage it's just so much cheaper um, and like if we went half an hour outwards it'd be even cheaper so that's the only negative is like you spend 
whatever half a million pound on a house in London. You've got a one bedroom flat. You spend half a million on a uh, half a million pound on a house up north, and you've got like a four bedroom mansion with a garden and a huge driveway. So that's the only thing that switches me off off of London. Uh, the rest of the reasons why I'd want to move is like just England, like politics and shit. Um, so yeah. Um, just flicking through these questions. Um, how much artificial sweetener is too much? There's a really easy answer to this. Do you have the shits? Do you have stomach aches? Do you fart too much? Do you have pain in your digestive system? Reduce it. If it's directly from that or after your Coke Zero or it's after your Aspartamine, then it's probably that. But, like, you got to be having so much. you got to be having so much artificial sweetener to be able to do that. Name of dog. So, for those of you guys who have been following me on Instagram, I've been p putting up some teasers of a little pup that we're going to go see. So, we're going to go see a pup in 10 days, uh, the 21st of August. And she is a blue roan cocker spaniel. And she is like a sh it's like the show type rather than the gun dog. So they're not as crazy, but still pretty crazy. Uh, she's absolutely stunning. Beautiful dog. Um, we're going to go see her and the mum and the dad on the 21st. And we've been thinking about names. And the name that we've sort of decided on is Navy. Um, potentially spelt with an I because it has a uh, an Indian meaning behind it. And on those of you guys who know, I'm actually... Uh, an eighth Indian, um, and it just means people love her in Indian, but also she's a blue roan cocker spaniel, so navy's really nice, and also I just love the name navy, navy's a real nice name, and it just rolls off the tongue, so um, navy is her name, <laughs> whenever we get her. Uh, first cycle, how much uh, test will I need? Um, so, generally speaking, if you've never taken testosterone before, 200 milligrams because naturally speaking you're going to secrete anywhere between six from your bowels anywhere between six and ten milligrams of testosterone per day uh, potentially on the higher side if you are got some absolute stonking nuts on your nap <laughs> potentially on the higher side if you just naturally secrete more testosterone but anywhere between six six and ten so that's like 70 milligrams per week so you know you can imagine putting yourself at 100 is is trt for a lot of people one two five is is still keeping you in the natural range for some people. Um, one fifty, you're gonna start to be outside the natural range. In fact, I'm on one fifty, and I'm at like thirty three, thirty four nanomoles, which is um, three or four points above the natural um, recommendation. So if you add another fifty, you can imagine you're gonna be up towards fifty, fifty nanomoles, um, doubling your natural testosterone. So I would generally start there. Why? Because you don't know how you're gonna aromatize. You don't know how you're gonna react to the drug. So if you're going to put 500 milligrams and you're going to have a bad reaction, best believe that reaction is going to be worse than if you put 200 milligrams in. So 200 milligrams for two or three weeks, see if there's any sensitivity, if there's any nipple sensitivity, increase the injection frequency, um, potentially modulate your doses. Um, and then I would honestly just titrate up to a tolerance dose. Um, most people on their first cycle, you would just go up every four or five weeks, 50 milligrams. Um, so like 200 for four weeks, 250 for four weeks, 300 for four weeks, and then most likely people are going to be capped out at 300. Um, from 300, I like to go 325 for two weeks and then 350 for two weeks. Um, the highest I've had someone on their first cycle is 350. I've not wanted to push much more just because you want to leave a little room 
um, for a little bit higher doses later on down the line. Um, but also, generally speaking, most people start to feel a few a few issues with estrogen-related side effects around 350. Um, the bigger you are, 350 is going to be less. If you're 70 kilos, 350 is going to be a lot. So you've got to start low and work up. Obviously, obviously... Um, ever heard of the Smolov training technique? And if you and if you have ever your thoughts, yeah, I have. Um, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to Google it right now, but I'm pretty sure that is a powerlifting Smolov technique. Yeah, it's a Smolov squat. Yeah, yeah, I've done this many, many times. Um, it's basically a powerlifting style, and it you will start at like let's say, I think you start at like. Uh, six by th like I think this is the one that I did. It was a three. It was the th I did this for a while. It was like the three. It was like the peaking program. So you basically get more weight on your on your squat bench and dead. You'd start at six sets of two reps, and then you go to six sets of three, four, five, six, and then you go five, five, four, four, three, three, two, two, one, one, and you just increment the weight up each week. Uh, it's pretty cool. Like it's a good way to increase your strength for sure. It's in it's a good way to. Uh, it's a good way to to move your strength upwards. Um, you're probably going to build some muscle, but for bodybuilding, you want to be doing bodybuilding ranges and bodybuilding technique. Uh, my overall experience with recovery monitors, except, uh, for example, the Whoop, the Apple Watch, the Aura Ring. So my favorite, for sure, is the Whoop. It offers so much information uh, about your sleep. It also gets really, really accurate over time. Um, it gets really, really much more accurate over time um, as it learns your sleep patterns, your heart rate variability, your resting heart rate. Um, it's really, really easy to wear. It's waterproof. You can wear it swimming. The only issue is it doesn't have steps. And I had to stop using it during prep because I had to count my steps. In fact, you know what? Now that I'm not counting my steps again, I'll probably start using it again. Um, but they say that their strain system is more accurate and I've got no doubt that it is, but... You know, it just, it, it's got too many variables for me to, I just need a tangible number, like 10,000 steps. Okay, cool, I'm going to go walk 10,000 steps rather than like, you're fitter today. You need to walk a few more steps to get the same strain. So um, the Whoop is the best one by far for me. The Aura Ring is probably also just as good. I've never used it. Um, the Apple Watch for me is not as good as either of them. Um, it monitors sleep a little bit worse. It does your HRV, which is great. It does your resting heart rate, which is great. It tracks your calories, which is great. It tracks your steps, which is great. Um, like, I would say if the Whoop is a 9 out of 10, the Aura Ring is a 9 out of 10, the, the Apple Watch is like a an 8 or a 7. So there's it's not too much in it. Um, would be cool to run through the strength profiles for each muscle to utilize resistance profiles in the gym. We can definitely do that. Let me just get my notes up. Um, so I learned this stuff from uh, um, from Integra uh, Foundations program. If you ever, if you guys ever want to learn about this stuff, um, pretty um, like in person. Um, so if you are in a single joint movement, for example, a bicep curl, um, when the muscle is elongated, it's weak. Um, it'll be strong in the middle, and it'll be weak when it's short. So you can imagine that if your arm is fully straight, it's a pretty weak position because there's quite a lot of stress on the joint. When you're in the mid-range or a bicep curl, that's where you can hold it, and then you get weaker again when you when you get a little bit higher. Um, a pushing profile is weak at the bottom, strong at the top. 
a pulling profile is strong when it's long and weakest when it's short, so the opposite. And then a spinal um, profile is strong when it's elongated and then weak when it's short. Um, and that's pretty much all you need to know. Single joint pushing profile, pulling profile, and the spinal profile. Um, so single joint, again, bicep curl, tricep, weak when it's long, strong in the mid-range, and weak in the short range. Pushing profile, weak at the bottom, strong at the top. Pulling profile, weak at the top, strong at the bottom. I think. <laughs> um, so yeah, that'll be it. Hopefully you guys can write down those notes, because that's what I do. Um, Entry-level dose of Primo for someone who hasn't used it before. Uh, it's so difficult to me to do, because you, you use Primo in combination with testosterone, so it depends where that is. But generally speaking, like Primo is a fairly weak drug. It's been studied up to 1,200 milligrams in women, women being more androgenic, which pretty good place for us to be. Um, usually, I would say 400 um, but it would just 400 milligrams, but it would depend like it's gonna have to depend. So I can't really give you a, a, a good answer um, Will one MR ever have sponsored athletes for sure for sure it will for sure it will um, I'm working on how to work out who to pick and how to pick them and How to pay them and what the investments gonna look like for me and what the return on investments gonna be because I don't want I don't want ambassadors. I don't you know or affiliates where you know, I give them a discount on the on stuff or like a fifty percent discount, and then they wear the stuff and they have a code, and that's it. Like, I don't want that. I want athletes who I look after. You know, maybe they're for what? What I don't know. What like you know, we'll bring them to expos, or you know, we'll pay for them to to compete, and they really represent the brand, and they want to with their heart. Like for me, Insight, they look after my hotels when I go. They look after my competition entries. Uh, they pay me as well, and obviously I get the the compensate the uh, the dislike the discount codes. Like I get a percentage of that, so I want to look after them, you know, like my own. So I've got to just work out how feasible that is, how much I can afford, uh, what like what the company can afford to put aside for athletes, and so I'm definitely going to do it soon. Probably by the back end of this year, um, I've got someone who's coming on board to help me with that type of stuff, and we'll go from there. All right, we're going on 35 minutes now, so I'm just going to do a few more questions. There's so many more questions, so I'm sorry. I was going to say Jake Timmons. What's up, man? Hope you're good. Uh, he said, can you say hello to Jake Timmons? And I look at the name. His name's Jake Timmons. <laughs> um, any sides from the trend, even at low dose, 100 milligrams? Uh you know why it's so difficult to understand what dose... For me, I find it so difficult to feel what a certain dose does because you just kind of go into a blast not with one compound. Like if I was at 200 milligrams of testosterone for like six weeks, I knew how I felt, then put in 100 milligrams of trend only, I'd be like, okay, I could feel the difference now. But whenever you put in like 100 milligrams... For example, whenever I put in 100 milligrams of trend... There's also X amount of Primo in there as well, but they come in at the same time. So it's like, it's you can never know which one's which. Is it just the added androgen load that's making you feel different? Or is it the actual trend? Like It's so, so difficult. Um, but I, I'm inclined to say you're going to get much, much less than if you use 200 or 300. <laughs> uh, what would you say to a young bodybuilder who is considering taking PEDs? I would say compete properly first because... 
some people compete and they realize that it takes a lot away from their life and they're not meant for it. And if you use fucking gear that time and you don't want to do it anymore, well, guess what? You've already used the damage of gear and you might not come back online na online naturally. I think understand that you're committing to potentially a long-term, lifelong goal. Like potentially you may have to inject yourself for the rest of your life. I'm confident that I'm probably going to have to do that. Um, and just make sure it's worth it for yourself, you know? Make sure it's worth it morally for you. For me, like, for me personally, I don't see any need or, like, there's no reason why anyone should be, for me, there's no reason why anyone should be using anabolics if um, if they're not competing, if they're not making money off it, if it's not their job. Um, but naturally, that's not my fucking decision, boy. It's your decision. You're a body, you're, your decision. But you've got to be very, very careful. Dealing with high blood pressure on cycle. Um, cycle design, I no longer use MPP for that very easy, very reason. MPP throws my blood pressure straight up. The water held, um, puts a little bit of pressure on my kidneys. I've notoriously got poor kidney health. Uh, well, I say poor, just compromised. <laughs> uh, I also utilize the, an angiotensin receptor blocker, which is... So, like a, it blocks angiotensin, which can actually have you know water retention effects, which can have blood pressure effects, which can have arter arterial health uh, effects. Um, I use talmasartan at forty milligrams per day. I wouldn't be uh, be against someone using more than that if it still didn't address their blood pressure. So it's important to track it. Stay healthy. Make sure you're hydrated. Uh, make sure you're doing some cardio. Make sure you're having enough electrolytes uh, and all those things. Would you ever consider entering a classic show just to see how you would do? Guess what? I'm a pro now. So if I want to enter a pro competition, if I want to enter a competition, it has to be a pro card because if you you can't enter amateur competitions when you're a pro. So I can't really just try classic anymore because like I've got to compete against pros. So I've got to get I've got to put on a lot more size first. Um which is that, yeah. Uh the vaccine. So I've not mentioned this at any point in my social media career because it's like politics if you if you don't fall on one side then 50 percent of people hate you um but at this point in time um i currently have high levels of the antibodies from uh contracting the virus um so at this moment in time i am just as covered as someone with with the v i'm not going to say it just in case i've already said it in case someone's got the vaccine <laughs> um so i'm actually um yeah, I'm like I'm I'm just as covered as those people. So for me, I've got no reason to do that just yet. Um, but I'll probably just wait it out and to see if um, permanent rules of of vaccination for travel need to happen or whatever. But um, for me, I'm 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 happy with just having the the um, the antibodies. Oh, sorry, I'm really slow in reading these out because I'm trying to read some more um, questions. If you could have one of our reach Alphalete tomorrow, like the level of Alphalete, um, or win Mr. O, which would it be? It would be win Mr. O. It's the number one plan. It's the number one goal. Uh, yeah. Did you ever watch play Yu-Gi-Oh? Of course. If you didn't, what are you doing? If you could choose between my protein and Ghost Lifestyle as a sponsorship, what would you choose? Ghost, for sure. I think Ghost, like the branding is sick. The The business is sick. Uh, my protein is probably bigger. Probably get more money on my protein, but like, uh, it's just family vibe for me. I've always followed CG, 
uh, Max Tuning, all the people that they sponsor, and it seems like a family thing. That's that's a bit for me. Uh, I'm gonna leave that there now. That's, that's a long old Q and A, forty minutes of my boring old monotone voice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I hope you're all good, guys. Um, stay well, stay safe out here, and uh, we'll be speaking soon. Peace, everybody. Bye bye.